0: Okay,
1: we're up to the last three words of Sadi na- Amid bay's. Let me quickly review. It's important that we understand this point, because if we don't understand this point, the next camera is going to be a little tricky. We said this yesterday, that... Who was the shita? It was Ravashi. Um, this was Ravasi. Ravashi shita was as follows. Ein uman What that means is like this. I give... Let, let's go with a, a timeline. I give raw materials to a, car, a craftsman worth $10, and I ask him to make a bookshelf. So he, he works all week. Tuesday, he makes a perfect bookshelf worth a $1,000. Tuesday afternoon, breaks the whole thing. So the question is, how much does he owe me? Now, I gave him $10 of raw materials, but there was a period of time where I had, from my raw materials, a $10,000 bookshelf. So says, you only pay him $10. Why? Because, which means... We don't look at it that, that bookshelf as it's being made as yours the whole time. But rather, when you give him the raw material and he turns it into a bookshelf, we sort of look at it as it's become his, and he sells it back to you. So that's, that's the perception. It's called <laughs> That's the understanding. And therefore, you only have to pay $10. That's the Gemara Shita, that's of Asi Shita. Okay. I have a proof to this. That as it's being made, it's not mine, the original owner's, because I just gave the raw material. It's the Umans, that it's his, and he's selling it back to me. That's how the perception. He's not giving me what was originally mine, because I gave him wood. He's giving me a bookshelf. He's selling me a bookshelf that he made using my materials. That's the Gemara's understanding. So the Gemara's, let me say, I have a proof to it. We're saying in tomorrow's da'af, it says, in If you give wool to a dyer, so I'm giving wool, and you you dye wool for a living, I give you to a dyer, and you burn the wool. You ruin the wool. too hot, you burnt it. How much do I, how, what, what do you pay me? You destroyed my wool, Nois tzmarah, you pay for my wool. The Gemara assumes like this, You just pay me for the wool. You don't pay me for any improvement. The Gemara assumes this is the case. The case is I give you $10 worth of wool. You're dyeing it. You're dyeing it blue. And you put it out. You take it out of the vat it's now worth $100, it's beautiful, you put it in one more time and then you ruin it. But there was a period of time where it was a book, bookcase, you understand, there was a period of time where it was perfectly a good die. meaning. The Gemara is assuming not that you put it in and burnt it right away, but rather it was good for a period of time, there was a, a brief moment, could be an hour, could be a day, could be a week, doesn't matter, but there was a moment in time where it was improved, then you ruined it, and what do you pay? Lachora. You should have to pay me for the wool plus better wool. You should pay me for the blue wool, because there was a period of time where it was blue wool. But that's not the halacha. You pay for the raw materials. Why? Because, which means that when I gave you the wool, and you turned it blue, and it was good blue for two days, that's your blue wool. And you're just selling it back to me. Therefore, all you have to give me is the raw materials. So it's very similar to a bookshelf, but instead of a bookshelf, it's wool. So the Gemara says... Shmuel says, no. Shmuel says, no. Why are you assuming the case is that there was a period of time where it was better? Maybe he burnt it right away. Meaning, you thought the case was, I gave the raw materials for $10. He's turning it blue. There's a full day where it's worth $100. It's perfectly blue. It's beautiful. Then he puts it in one more time for one last batch and ruins it. So now, if you hold umen koyin then you only give me $10. If you don't hold umen koin which means it's mine the whole time, so there was a period of time it was worth $100, you should pay $100. What's the halach? You pay $10. Oh, it's a riot to umen koin kli. Why are you assuming the case was that it was ever improved? The case is you took the wool and he burnt it right away. It was never better. It was never a period of time. It's not like he made a bookshelf and then broke the bookshelf. He took the wood and split it over his knee. He, he never made it better. So the Gemara says, Oh, so what would the halacha be according to Shmuel? What would Shmuel say if it wasn't proved for a period of time? So let's say Shmuel say in the case is I gave the wool, that's raw material, and he burns it right away. So he pays me for the wool. But what would the halacha be if he made it good for a day? It was a day where it was worth $100, then he ruined it. He would have to pay $100 according to Shmuel. So it says the Gemara, me Mishmuel less lay the Ravasi. That would mean that Shmuel and Ravasi are not seeing eye to eye, because again, according to Ravasi, Uman Kainu B'Shvachli, which means that when you give raw materials to an Uman and he improves it, it's his improvement, not yours. Then he's selling it back to you. Shmuel doesn't hold that way. Shmuel, who got out, we brought a riot to Ravasi and Shmuel rejected it. So the Gemara, and this is a very strange thing, because throughout Shas you have this probably thousands and thousands of times. Where you bring a raya to one amora, and then Shmuel rejects that raya, and the Gemara assumes that because he rejects that raya, he disagrees with that amora. Not necessarily. He's just saying, he's he's bobbing and weaving, right? You brought a raya to Ravasi. Shmuel says, that's not a raya. The case is where it's burnt right away. Oh, he doesn't hold a gravasi. The Gemara, in a few moments, is going to say, it's not that he doesn't hold a gravasi. He's just saying... He could hold her Ravasi. He's just saying that the Raya is not a good Raya. The Gemara says, but let's assume right now that he disagrees with the Ravasi. So the Gemara says, no. You know Shmuel says? Maybe the case is not what you thought. The case of uman k'en b'shach k'li means I give raw materials to an uman and that he builds and he makes something out of it. So the question is, is it mine the whole time or is it his? Says Shmuel, you know what the case is? The case is you supplied wool to the dyer and you supplied the dye. Meaning, it's not like you thought where you're giving wool to a dyer and he's taking his own dye and improving it. That's not the case. You're giving him the wool and you're giving him the dye. And he's just boiling it. In such a scenario, of course it's yours. Meaning, the shail of Uman kind of shaklis, whose is it, is when you give the raw material to an Uman and then he uses that raw material and he makes something out of it. But if you give him the wool and you give him the dye and you're just paying him to stir, then of course it's not So maybe that's the case. So the Gemara says, that's not good. Why? You're telling me the case is you supplied the wool and the dye and then he burnt it all? So what's the halacha? He pays for the wool. He should have to pay for the wool and dye also. If he ruined your dye, he should have to pay for the spices that made the dye. So the Gemara says, Rather, it's very simple. Don't bring a raya of what Shmuel holds. Again, we brought a proof from this Brysa to Ravasi. Shmuel rejects the proofs. So the Gemara says, oh, does that mean Shmuel doesn't hold a Ravasi? No. It just means he's getting out of the raya. It doesn't mean that he has an opinion of Ravasi at all. I don't know what Shmuel holds about Umenkundabeshvakli. Un- un- kind of maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He's just saying there's no raya from the Brysa. That's all he's saying. He's not saying, I, I don't know. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a horse in the race. He's just saying there's no raya. Where is this idea of Shmuel? of Umekon B'Shvachli. Is this? This is yeah, no, it's not a yeah. Lachim it's a Svar. It makes sense that you're giving him the raw material, and he's turning it into something. Can't be yours the whole time. It's his, and he's selling it back to you. Now the Gemara says like this, here's the problem. We're going to keep going. This first Ahmed is tough. The second amit is a lot easier. The first Ahmed is a little bit tricky. Let's keep going. Again, you, you know what a nafkamino would be between Ravasi Ravasi's opinion about Umekon B'Shvachli? Well, one one opinion one, one nafkamina again what does it matter whether it's umkankli again um that means that as he's taking the raw material and building it it's his item and he's selling it back to you as opposed to your item that he's improving one nafkamina would be what if he makes it really really good for a day and then breaks it so he makes it he makes it good for a day <laughs> you know makes it good for a day makes it good for a day and then breaks it that's one Nafkamina. The second nafkamina, and this is actually very clever, there's a halacha, it's brought down in the, it's, it's a pasuk in the Torah. You have to pay a worker for his wage that day, that day. So let's say you have a craftsman that you give a raw material, he improves it, and he gives it back to you. So here's the deal. If he's, if he's umekaneh shachli, that means that it's his, and he's selling it to you. It's not a worker that you're paying. It's a sale. If I buy a diamond, or a bracelet, a ring, whatever from you, I don't have to pay that day. You have to pay your worker that day. Sales can work differently. We could make it work that I'll pay you in a month. It was a sale. Sale is different than a worker. Do you know what an Afghamina would be? According to Ravasi, if you give raw materials to a worker, and then he makes a project out of it, and he gives it back to you, you don't have to pay him that day. Because it's not a worker. He's selling it back to you. It's a sale. The only time, according to Ravasi, that you'd have to pay them that day is like a cleaning person, where they're not doing a project. But if you're doing a project, according to Ravasi, the project makes the item yours. Then when you give it back to them, you're not completing your work, you're selling it to them. A sale doesn't have that special halacha that you have to pay them the day of. Ravasi, the idea of the story, ...does not apply to all crafts or any improvement that is made to a product. It would only apply... To if you pay someone to ruin your product, which I don't know why you'd ever do that, or um, or, or or yeah, or secondly, uh, it's called a schir A schir means that you're not paying him for a project. Meaning, when there's a project, it becomes his. What's the scenario? You don't pay him for the project. You pay someone uh, to to man the store. It's not a project. It's paid by the hour. They stop. They finish. Whether they they do the job or not, they get paid. That that's a, a craftsman is called the kablon where he's paid for a job. If a guy in the middle of making a bookshelf stops, he can't just say, pay me for the hours I worked. It doesn't work like that. He's not a schiryoim, he's a kablon. According to Ravasi, every kablon, the item becomes his, which means it's not giving back work to you, it's selling the item to you. If it's selling the item to you, there should be no problem, a biyomotitin so it says the Gemara, let's bring a proof. If I give my talis to a craftsman to improve it somehow, now if he calls me and he tells me the talis is ready, I don't have to pay him that day. This is a special halacha, by the way. You only have to pay him when he returns the item to you. If he calls you and he says, hey, the item's ready for pickup, that's, that's, so what? You, I could pick it up in 10 days. You don't have to. You're not over if you don't pay him that day. But if he returns the talus to you that night, oh, you're over. So wait a minute. According to Ravasi, does that make sense? No. Because according to Ravasi, when I give the raw material, the talus, and he improves it, it becomes his. And he's selling it back to me. There should, there should be no iser of Leisalen because it's not paying a wage. It's a sale. He's selling the talus back to me. So says the Gemara, And if Ravasi's right, then am I oiver b'shem bal Again, according to Ravasi, the only time you will be oiver bal is if he doesn't improve the product, he's like demolishing the product, or... If it's just a paid by the hour, but it's not, it's not for a full, uh, for a full, full job. Over here, though, there's baltolin on a talis. It's not like ravasi. So the gemara says, Mari of Kana, the You know what the case is? The uh, translates as teasling. It, it basically, it's basically one of the ways of a talis to soften it is they would rub it. They would, uh, they would, they would rub it with a comb. So the case is he's not improving it; he's just rubbing it, which is actually like breaking down the fibers. So Ravasi's whole point is that you you uh, you acquire it when you improve the product. Over here, you're not improving the product. You're actually ruining the product. So let me ask you a question. If you're ruining the product, why would anyone pay for that? So says the Gemara, mm-hmm. you wouldn't pay the guy to do it. Yeah, technically, if you, you let's say you have a, a baseball glove, right? Old school, you get a baseball glove. It's very, very hard. You have to break it in. So you could look at breaking it in it's like ruining it. So then why would anyone do that? The answer is it's not ruining it that's part of making it more comfortable it enhances it, it, enhances it. so how could you say oh it's not a problem because again according to ravasi you only have baltolin if dem- demolishing or or a ruining or or for the hour so it's not for the hour this is a project and there's baltolin and it's not demolishing No so oh you're ruining it because you're ripping up the fibers. then why are you paying the guy so the gemara says okay you know what the case is you paid someone to step on the clothing Apparently, this was one last. This is um, this was they would put dirt on wool and step on it, and it would some sort of fill the fibres. But the Gemara does not look at that as an improvement. That that was part of the process of uh, that was the way School describes it. Um, it's called fulling. It's the first stage in the finishing process and precedes the teaseling stage. After being woven, woolen cloth is handed over to the fuller, who washes in a tub containing warm water and earth and dirt. Uh, While in the tub, to shrink and thicken, the wool is stamped on in order to close the minute gaps in the weave. I guess that's definitely not perceived as an improvement. I guess it's a necessary process, but it's not considered improving the product. So the Gemara feels that that's the place. Okay, bitcha, bitcha, And the case is, why does that help? I'll tell you why. Um, I said before, what are the two ways, according to Ravasi, that you'll be overbaltalen? Demolishing, or if you just paid by the hour? These stampers were paid by the hour, meaning when I give someone like a coblon a, a is I pay a guy to fix my toilet. If after an hour, he's like, I didn't fix it, but I pay me for the hour. It don't work like that. But there are certain jobs you just pay by the hour. Apparently stamping on the clothes is paid by the hour. So therefore, the reason why you're ever is because Ravasi Shita is that when you have a job, a cobbler and you improve it, it's become yours. The answer is, the case is, this is a you're paid by the hour. Why would you ever pay someone by the hour for a Talis? The answer is, it's to step on. Okay. Now, originally we thought the case was where you gave the guy a Talis to do a full job, and when he's done the job, He's Ivar baltalin, which we said is not like Ravasi. It doesn't work with the Umakan Mishvachli. But let's go with that approach. So it's not like Ravasi, but you know who it, it does answer a question. Did Boy or once asked, Kablonis, if an employer gives a job to someone, so you paid someone to fix the toilet. Fix a job, finish a job. When he finishes the job, do you have to pay him that day? That was Rosh question. You know what the halacha is? I'm Rosh Hashish's. absolutely. That you're punished for not doing a specific job. That when he's done a job, you have to pay him that day. And that's mamish like what we thought the original Hafamina was. Okay. A little bit weiter. So the Gemara says, lema der Rosh Hashish, pliege der Asi, does Rav Sheshis and Ravasi disagree? Because again, according to Rav Sheshis, if you pay someone for a job, when he's done the job, you have to pay him that day. But according to Ravasi, if you hold uman kaini when they're done the job, it becomes theirs. So it's a sale. So you'll never have to pay someone for the end of a job. So the question is, does Rav Asi and Rav Sheshis see eye to eye? And the Gemara says, You know when you could have both of this work again what did what did Rishisha say Rashesha said a rule that when you're done when someone has done a job and you have to pay him for a job not by the hour for a job you have to pay him that day here's the question it's like a riddle how would Ravasi agree with that because Rvasi holds whenever you're done a job it becomes yours because you improved it so when you do- when you're done a job you improved it if you improved it it becomes yours and it's a sale a sale is not over so how could Rav- how could Rvasi hold that you be over by not paying someone after he finishes a job when every job it becomes theirs. So you know what the Gemara says? B'Shlicha De'igrisah. B'Shlicha De'igrisah means that uh, you paid you paid him for a job but the job did not improve a product. What's the case where you pay him for the job? I pay him to deliver a package for me. So he can't stop halfway through and say I'll pay me for the hours. No, I want you to deliver this package. Uh, uh, Uber, an Uber uh, an Uber Eats. I paid someone Uber Eats to deliver someone. When he's done the job, that's a job. You can't stop halfway through. You're not going to get paid for halfway through and say, pay me for the hour. You paid for the job. But when you've done the job, you're overbatholim. I, Rav Sheshis holds. And when you've done the job, an improvement becomes yours. Not by Uber. What improvement did he do? It was, it did, there was no product to improve. And therefore, that's how Rav could, uh, could work with Rav, uh, Rav, uh, Rav, uh, Rav Asi. Okay. This Rav Asi's opinion... This is the last part that's tricky, and then the rest of the daf is uh, smooth sailing. Ravasi's opinion is, again, that when you give raw materials to a worker and he improves it, then it's considered his the whole time, and then when he gives it back to you, it's a sale back to you. And it's not giving your product, it's selling the item back to you. So, Gemara, I think it's a machlekest What's the machlekest tanoim? nizamim utvos, Okay, here's the deal. You give, I don't know, you don't do this, right? You don't make the material, you don't make the, you just sell it. Let's say you have someone who actually makes, oh, you make it also? Yeah, I have a jeweler. Oh, okay. So a woman goes over to a jeweler, hands him a block of gold, and says, can you please turn it into a, a ring? And then when it's a ring, I'll marry you. Rav Meir holds, when you return the ring, she's married say no, you have to add, you got to give your own money. Okay, so the Gemara, now let's clarify the question. My mom and well, what is, what is the say that you have to give? It can't be the original ring. Because then what does her mayor hold? That she's married even without getting her ring back? Okay, so basically we have over here. Woman goes to a jeweler, gives him an ounce of gold. Says, please turn it into a ring for me. When it's a ring, he hands the ring back to her. Rav Meir says, they're married. The Chams say, no good. He has to give her additional money. What's the Machlegis about? Now there's going to be multiple options. The Gemara, anytime the Gemara does where it's like you have a Machlegis, it's like, what's the Machlegis about? The Gemara says, well, we're assuming A, and we're assuming B. So what's the Machlegis? It must be C. And then anytime the Gemara ever does that, the instant rejection will be, you're assuming A is universal and B is universal, and they're arguing about C. No, they're arguing about A, or they're arguing about B, and C is, yeah. The Gamar is going to assume that the only way that Rev Mayer could hold, that by returning her, she gave the gold. So it's her ring. So how do how according to her, I give it back to her? She's married. The answer is if you hold uman kainah b'shvachli, meaning that when you give the raw material and the work and the and the jeweler makes it, it's his ring now, and he's selling it back to her. So he's giving her his ring. That's a, and the Chum disagree. That could be the machlegas. but the Gemara is going to have so many more other options. So the Gemara says, okay, svarua. We assume we're going to make two assumptions, and when those two assumptions are are said, the only option for the machloikis is what I just told you of Umen Khan of Savrua, we assume. I'll be honest, with you, I didn't understand this in Kaddush, and I'm not going to send it out. The machloikis was, how do you look at Let's say a jeweler is paid uh, $100 by the end of the job. Do you look at it as, at the end of the job, now he's owed $100? Or each moment that he's doing another hammer blow, another this—it's another dollar owed, another dollar owed, another dollar owed, leading up to that hundred dollars. So, is it incremental, or is it at the very end? There's really no nafgamina because the end of the day you're only going to you're going to pay him the same hundred dollars at the end. But the Gemara assumes everyone assumes that it's incremental. Okay, now here's the problem: if it's incremental, well, let's just—why ass- don't you just say this? The machlokis is very simple. Remeir says when you give the ring back, you're married. Well, what did you give her? Forget about um, of v'shevach kli. Why don't you say this? Why don't you say that what you you give her is waiving the fee? The answer is, everyone assumes that the payment is owed incrementally. And everyone assumes that waiving a loan does not work. So because it's incremental, by the time you get to the end of it, she owes you, like a loan, $99. Therefore, by you just saying, don't pay me, that's just waiving a fee. Waving a fee is not Kiddushin. You have to give her something. So therefore, if you assume that it's not that I'm giving her uh, you know, the service uh, free, it's an incremental, which means by the time I'm done the product, there's a $99 loan, so to speak, that she owes me. So for me to just waive that loan is no good. So what does Ramayor believe how could Remeir hold that by him giving her her ring back, how could they get me married? So the Gemara says, "My love, The only way you can understand this is Which means that when the jeweler got the raw material, it became his by him working on it. So he's giving back. He's selling her a ring. So it's his ring now. That's the only way to understand it. So there you see this. The Gemara says, No. Like I said, they assume A and they assume B to be true, and they argue about Um Khanushakhli. Sigmar is <laughs> gonna say no. The Machleykis is either about A, or the Machleykis is either about B. Sigma says, Lloyd, to in Um Kainushakli. Everyone could hold that an uman is not kaina. That it's not the jeweler's, it's the woman's ring. So how could Rabbi hold that by her giving by him giving back her ring to her is Kaina? The answer is Elohakab Yesh Shirz Matchhilabatsayv come if you Rabasavar Rab Meir Saver ain't loshirs albasiv. The question is: Is the fee incremental or not? If you believe it's incremental, that means that by the time you're done finishing the ring, it's not that you owe. It's not that she owes you hundred dollars for the service. It's been a ninety-nine dollar loan because every single time you hammer, she owes you another dollar. Owes you another dollar. By the time you get to the end, it's sort of like a debt owed to you. Waiving the debt is no good, so that's the rabbaner feel. It's no good. Rabeir says no. It's not an incremental fee. It's a fee at the very end. And when you give it to her, you're giving her a service for free. Now, I I did this in Kedushan. I don't understand why um, that's not considered waiving a fee, whether it's incremental or not. I don't understand the distinction. Uh, I didn't understand it then. I, I said no, no. I'm saying I'm just saying in Halach, I don't understand why. If it's incremental, then it's a loan that's being forgiven, which is no good. But it's at the very end, it's giving a service for free. I don't uh, get how it's a loan. Because if 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 every single time you hammer, you owe another she owes you another dollar, another paying, dollar. he's paying it correct. But then it's like it's we look at it as it's like over days the debt is building. It's sort of like a loan that is owed. But he's paying it at the end anyway. That, that, that she's paying at the end. Yeah. But but we look at it as we don't look at that as paying for a service. We look at that as paying a loan that's been uh, yeah. accrued. Okay. another possibility. Everyone believes that it's incremental and it's really a loan. A note: is is forgiving a loan a good kedushin. Some forget about it. It has nothing to do with the umen kiner shakli. It's whether forgiving a loan is good. Over here, the machlekes is whether forgiving alone is a good form of kedushin. Remei Sab sav mil mikudeshes. Remei feels that it's good, and therefore, giving back the ring, you're forgiving the loan. That's enough. Rabbanon savriyemikadosh ve'in mikudeshes. Go to the next page. That's the third possibility, and the Gemara gives one more, and the fourth one is actually very, very good. I like this, and that is here's the deal. I'll, I'll say it outside, we see it inside. You know, what the case is Rameyr holds ainu umah kind of shachli. It's not his ring; it's her ring and he holds that it's incremental and that and he holds that forgiving alone is no good so he gives her the ring so it's not her it's hers the whole time so he's giving her hers which is nothing it's a loan that's forgiven no good no good no good so what's the condition you know what the case is he added he added a little bit of a of a diamond a tiny little diamond and he gives her the ring and the ring has in it the ring itself, which is no good because that's for giving a loan, and the diamond. The question is, when you give a woman two options of a kadushin, one is good and one is no good, do we assume that she has in mind the good option? Meaning, I'm giving her a ring, which is worth th- uh, $5,000. The problem is that the $5,000 ring is no good because it's just for giving a loan. So it's no good. But on top of the ring, I added a $100 uh, crystal. I had a $100 crystal on top of the ring. So here's the question. You have a $5,000 ring that you give her, which, oh, it's very chashev, but it's not due to technicalities. It's for giving alone, so it's no good. I put and added a $100 crystal. Here's the question. When you give her the Kedushin, so the crystal is worth enough, but you're giving it on a ring that's worth $5,000, it's no good. So the question is, does she just have in mind to the Kedushin with the ring, which is no good, or does she have in mind the crystal, which is good? That's the Makhlekes. The Gemara says, Really, everyone agrees that it's incremental and it's a loan. And everyone agrees for giving alone is no good. So sorry, no good. And everyone agrees that it's hers the whole time. So according to our mayor, if it's forgiving a loan, which is no good, and it's hers the whole time, then how you The answer is you added a crystal on top of this five thousand dollar ring. He added a little crystal, and what's the machlo? guess Rameir holds that if you give a woman a big loan, which is not a good kedushin, and a dollar, the daita apruta. The assumption is that the woman has in mind, the woman has in mind that uh, the kedushin should be on the pruta. So therefore, when you give her the ring, which is worth five thousand dollars, and the crystal, we have she has in mind for the crystal. Rabbanat savri Milva pruta daita Milva, and the Rabbanat say no. The average person has in mind the bigger item, and the bigger item is the ring. But the ring, due to technicalities, is no good. And that's the machla, I guess. Okay. So yeah, so fine. One last point, and then uh, the, the rest of the daf is a lot easier. My goodness. I guess you said Harimikadesha sleep at the bazoo. The question is, what is she thinking? Is she thinking the ring? Then it's no good. Or is she thinking the diamond, the little crystal on the ring? That, that's the machaligas. Yes, you could have clarified and avoided this by just saying the crystal, but you didn't. The Gemara says, the These this shila of whether a woman has in mind the ring or the, di- or the crystal, or and the shila of whether uh, the the payment for the uh, service is incremental at the very end, is really a machleg tanoim. This is all strict gemar kaddushin, tanya. You give a, a, a craftsman gives a ring to a woman, and he says, b'schar sisi imach, and he says, for the money, this is for the work I did for you. In other words, you don't have to pay me. You know what that's called? Forgiving a debt. So no good, ain't that's forgiving a debt is no good. But, b'schar but if you give her the ring originally, when, when, when she gives you the gold, he says, fine, but Mikadoshmi, with the work that I'm going to do, it works. It's good. Why? Because he feels that Kiddush, that the, the, the payment to the jeweler is only at the end. It's not incremental. So it's not a loan that's being forgiven. It's a service that you're giving at the very end for free. Mikudoshes. Rav Nassim says no. Rav Nassim feels that are both not good. Why? Because he holds that Yeshnal is that the payment for a ring is incremental and therefore by the time you've done the end of the ring it's a loan and forgiving a loan is no good then you have the last sheet which is review the oimer nasi oimer mach review this as i agree with you it's no good but if you add a crystal so unlike the middle sheet, Rav Nossin is against the whole thing. Why? He holds, even if you add a crystal, no good. Why? Because you're just forgiving alone, which is not a good condition. I, you added a crystal, the woman is going with the ring, and the ring is no good. Rav this says, no, if you add a little crystal, then it's good. So this is The Gemara says, The first two are arguing of whether how do you pay? What, what, what is the methodology of, of how a debt is accrued by a jeweler? Is it that it's incremental or is it the very end? That's the first two opinions. And the last two argue about milva apruta. Wow. Okay, that was really good. We did a good job. I'm very impressed. We got 10 minutes. We'll be able to, the rest of the talk is so much easier. Okay. Amish Shmuel, Tovach. Milva pruta means that if you give a woman a ring, which is no good because it's just for giving a loan, but you added a little crystal, like milva da, pruta daita pruta. That, that's the word Okay, Amr Shmuel, tavach uman shekilgal. Let's say I bring my animal to a shaychet, and he messes up. He messes up. So what's the halacha? Chayiv shalin. He has to pay. You now why? Again, if it's an onus, he's not going to have to pay. But he says, so what's the pshat says Shmuel? Maziku. He's a mazik. It's like I told him shechted here, he shechted there. So Shmuel's adding a lot of words. Instead of just saying Chayev, Shmuel says he's a mazik, he's Peshayev. And it's like, I told him shecht here, and he shechted somewhere else. So why is he adding this whole, like, you know, it's a lot of words. The Gemara says, Why does he? Why is Shmuel stressing all this? Just say Chayiv. Why does he have to do this? The Gemara says, You see, if you just said he's a mazik, I would say, that the shaychet, again, I bring my animal to a and he messes up. So it says Shmuel, he's chayiv. Why? Because he's a mazik. If he would have just said he's a mazik, you know what I would say? You're only chayiv if you paid the shaychet. I pay a shaychet, he better do a good job. But let's say I gave the shaychet, and I asked him to do me a favor. Okay, so the favor didn't work out so well. Maybe he should be exempt. To that Shmuel says, no, he's pashaya. It's negligence. Negligence is always going to be chayev, whether it's free or not. Whether it's a free service or a paid service, negligence is never excusable. To that the Gemara says, come ha'shmolan, pay she'yahu. Okay. So Shmuel said that you're chayiv, and then Shmuel added this whole jargon to say you're chayiv, whether it's a free service, whether it's a paid service, chayev le'gamri. E'esveh le'shmuel. Weird back and forth. Revcham says to Shmuel, I don't understand. You're telling me that if, that if you have a shaychet, whether he's paid or not, he has to pay if he messes up. What does the price say? If you give your animal to a and he messes up, if he's an expert, he's potter. Why? Because he's an onus. An expert, obviously, he was an onus. But if he's a hediyot, if he's a novice, if he's an unexpert, he's chayv because he should not be shechting it. That's negligence on his part, even shechting it. But if he's an uman, he's potter. So wait a minute. You Shmuel said he's high in all circumstances, but this price just says that if he's an expert slaughterer, he's potter. So what's going on? and if he's paid, ben hez, ben But what do you see? You see that if the if an expert does it for free, he's potter. You said he's high So Amrly Shmuel said, Do you not have a brain in your head? That's what he said. Like, do you not have a brain? Like he was very he was very offended by the question. Okay. So the Gemara says, Okay, that was the end of that, that was of Chama Bar Gurya. So to that Um Rabbon, another rabbi shows up and commassively asks Shmuel the same question. So now Shmuel says, Hasha you want uh, you want to be treated like your friend? Do you also not have a brain. Shmuel's very upset by this. So the Gemara says, luchu the Kamila Rabbanon. Am Why didn't you look at my words again? When Shmuel said you're Chayiv by the Sheikh, he said he's a Mazik, he's Pesheya. You want to know why he says Shmuel says you want to know why I add that words? Because I don't want people to question me. I'm telling you you Chayiv. I, the brace says your Potter. I'm following Rav Meir. That Brisa follows the Rabbanon. It's a different Machloekas Tanoim. Shani Maziku I'm following Rav Meir. Rav Meir says to be very careful. And I'm saying, if you're not careful, you're chayiv. I, that Bryce, says you're that Bryce follows the rabbonon. You're going to be chayiv on what? Paying for the animal. I give you an animal and you, you're I supposed you to, you to it, and to you, it to you to turn to it into neveila. I mean, you better pay for it. So, 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 so Shmuel said bryse, you're chayiv in all circumstances. I, the Bryce, says that if you're doing it for free and inexorably, you're, in extra, you're in So Shmuel said, you don't have a brain? I'm following Rameyr. That of follows the rabbonon. Now, by the way, which Mayor? He never even said which mayor. He just said, I'm following The mayor said you have to be careful. I'm following Rameir. And if you're not careful, you better pay. Which, which Rameir is this? That you're learning out that Rav is the author of uh, your opinion. So the Gemara says, Hi Rav Meir. So we're going to give three uh, options and the last one is the Iker. Ile, mahar Rav Let's go with the first Rav Meir. says, Ksharei of hizik If I tie up my ox with a good lock and a good chain behind a good fence and he breaks out. Says Rameir, Meir, Div Rameir, Rameir says your are Whether it's a tam or a mud. What, what what do you mean? I locked it up properly. You know what you see from here? Rameir doesn't care. Rameir says you better be more careful. So, oh, so you see that's that's the Rameir Shita. The same way Rameir holds that if a tam or a mood breaks out, your are chayiv. So too if you shecht and mess up, your are So the Gemara says, yeah, but that's not fair. The reason why Rameir holds your by a tam or a mood is not to, because you have to be more careful. It's based on psukim. He uh, dyes him. That says that you're You're gonna apply that to a case No good. So okay, different a mayor. El hairei rameirs it's anan litzvay adam The halach is that if you give a dyer and you tell him I wanted to dye black and he turns it blue, he has to pay. Oh, It's a mistake. He says, be be more careful. So to a shaliach that messes up, be more careful. The Gemara says also, be a die, How do you know that the guy who did it, maybe he did it on purpose? Nobody shechs an animal and turns it into an Avela on purpose. But maybe that case of of Meir where the dyer messes up that he has to pay, maybe it's not about a case where he did it on purpose. I don't know. So, okay, you know what the real answer is? I'll give you a third one. Of uh, We're looking for a source that a mayor has where a mayor says you have to be careful. Al Gamari says, Allah mayor. It's this, mayor. The Tanya, the says, a Silka. If let's say I break glass in Rosh Hashanah, I choose not to pick it up. Or, Nafal Gamla Hamida, my camel falls and dies, and I don't pick him up. And then someone trips over the glass or trips over the camel. Rameer Rameir says you're The chamaim And what's the machleikas What's Rameir? She did your chayiv in court. Why? The machleikas is whether someone who trips is that negligence, meaning that the person, um, <coughs> yeah, meaning that that when when I tripped and I broke something. Is that considered an onus? The Rabanans say, Yeah, it's an onus. The Rameyer says no, you should be more careful. And therefore, according to Rameir, your are uh, that would be the source, so you have to be more careful. Meaning, I dropped glass over there, I fell and I broke glass. I was an onus, be more careful. So you see, Rameir holds, you have to be more careful. Okay, it's 829, six minutes will be done. The Gemara says, If an expert uman, if an expert shaykhit messes up, he has to pay for the animal. Even if he's an expert, like the shaykhitim from tzipuri, the shaykhitim from tzipuri were known to be experts, even if he messes up and he's an expert, we don't say, oh, it's an onus, you got to pay. So the Gemara says, so wait a minute, you're telling me that if a shaykhit messes up, even if he's an expert. He has to pay. Did Rav Yochan actually say this? Didn't Rav Yochan say, Rav Yochan was once in the shul of Maon, and he said, He once told a Sheikh who messed up, and he says, Listen, if you could prove you're an expert, I'll I'll exempt you. Meaning, an expert, uh, that's an onus. So wait a minute, so once Rav Yochanan said that if an expert messes up, he's chayiv to pay. The other time he said, if you're an expert, I'll exempt you. So is an expert chayiv or not? So you know what the answer is? Like Kasha, kam kam The answer is, are you paid? If you're paid to do it, you better be, better be good. So if an expert messes up, is he chayiv according to Rav Yochanan? The answer is, it depends. If he did it for free, okay, he was doing you a favor, it didn't work out. You don't have to pay him. If he got paid... You pay someone a job, you expect a very high standard. If you pay the shaykhit, and he's an expert, he has to he's chayv. Says the Gemara, Kihadam Ravzaira, as Zera once said, she's tavach If you want the shaykhit to always be responsible, you want him to have to pay in all circumstances, you aktim like diner, pay him a dollar. Once you pay him, he's gotta do a better job. And it doesn't matter, there's no excuse. You pay someone to do a job, I don't care what the excuse is. Listen. If I go to you and I ask you to fix my uh, fix my ring, as I say, just do me a favor, and I say, okay, fine. I pay you thousand dollars to fix it. I don't. Uh, no, no excuse in the world. That's the point. The Gemara says, Sve, Wait a minute. I have a question. You're telling me that if it's for free, he doesn't have to pay, and he only has to pay if it's paid. And if you give wheat to someone to grind it, and he didn't grind it properly and ruined it, or if you give flour to a baker of Asan and he ruins the bread, or this is the point. I give a in animal and I ask him to slaughter and he messes up because it's as if he paid. What does that mean? He's chayiv because it's as if he paid. That means that he's not paid. But it's as if he's paid. So you see that you're chayiv even when it's for free. You just got finished telling me that if an expert Shaykh shechs and messes up, does he have to pay according to And The answer was it depends. If you pay him, yes. If he's free, no. But over here, he says you have to pay because it's like he's paid. That implies that he's not being paid, but it's as if he's being paid. So how could you say that he's potter if it's free? Over here, it's free and he's chayiv. The answer is shu no Take out the word ki. Make it noisy. It's not that it's as if he's paid, it's because he's being paid. Meaning, this aligns with Rav Yechonan's view that you're only chayiv if you're being paid. And what it means is he's chayiv because he's being paid. Last Gemara, we'll get to Itmar, we'll stop by Itmar. Okay, very, very bekitzer. One of the psal of Shechita, you have to shecht straight. If you shecht at an angle, so you go out, you're within the trachea and the esophagus, but you go out of the rings. There are cartilage rings, if you ever look at a neck, there are cartilage rings. If you go out of the ring, it's a psal. There is a machloikas tanoim. If you shecht the majority of the trachea and esophagus and then go out of the rings, is the animal or not? It's machloikas. So the Gemara says, The case was that a person in the majority of the trachea and esophagus, then went out of the ring, Came in front of Rav. So it's a machhoikas tanoim. What did Rav say? Tarife. Rav said, the animal's no good. Upacheletavach melashamideme. But the butcher doesn't have to pay. Now, does that make sense? The animals trafe, but the butcher doesn't have to pay. Well, if the animals trafe, that means the butcher messed up. So shouldn't the butcher have to pay? So that's Rav's p'sak. As they're leaving the base medjish, Pogabay Rev Kanavaravasi, Bahugava Rev pulled over the sheuchet. Pulled over the guy who, whose animal was trafe and they said, Omrali Rav Tarti. They said, Rav did you twice. Rav did you twice. Now, what does that mean, Rav did you twice? So again, just to clarify this last point, because we're gonna end up with this. Again, the, the Shaykhit Shech did the majority of the trache of the esophagus and then went out of the cartilage ring. It's a machist noyim, whether that's kosher or not. Rav told the guy, your animals trafe. Then the Rav, then the guy said, Okay, so maybe the butcher should pay. He says, No, nope, the butcher doesn't have to pay. Doesn't make much sense. As they're leaving, Rav Khan pull over the guy and he says, Rav did you twice. Now seemingly what it means is Rav messed you up twice. He gave you a double, double whammy. He made your animal trafe and then he made you that you can't really get money for it from the butcher. See, here's the problem. You can't do that. If you're on a bezin, right. you three are on a bezin right here. And my father gives a psak, and he's the head, whatever the psaki is, usher. you two are not allowed to pull me over privately and say, you know, we wanted to go with it. Okay, You can't do that. That's called lashon hara. Right. You're not allowed to do that. So how could Rav, Rav Kahana, and Ravasi pull him over and say, "Rav did you twice?" Meaning, Rav messed you up twice. No way. The Gemara says, "My tahrity." What do you mean tahrity? Elam et tahrtil If it means that he messed you up twice, how so? That first of all, he made the animal treif, which is it's a machloigas. And now that he made a trafe, you can't even collect money from the sheikh are you allowed to pull over the plaintiff and say, well, you know, we wanted to help you, put that rabbi over there. You can't do that. <laughs> the Bryce says that a judge is not allowed to pull over the plaintiff or defendant as they're leaving and say, you should know I was on your side, but they don't agree with me. You can't do that. <laughs> For such a person, such an activity, you know what the post says? That's called revealing secrets. It's under the category. Lashinei. You're not allowed to do that. So how could Rav That's for best. That's not for regular people. No, side applies to regular people as well, but definitely for this, you're not allowed to reveal secrets. Revealing secrets So they're not allowed to do this. So the Gemara, it's 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 confidential of which this, said These two are saying that this third person. They can't failed. go back and say which rabbanim applied which. That's confidential information. You're not allowed to do it. That's so the Gemara says, so you know what they meant? He did you twice good. Meaning, Rav was unclear whether it's treif or not and he protected you. He protected you from potentially eating tarif as he said to be machmer. And then, because he's not sure whether it's treif or not, you can't collect money from the Shaykh because if it's kosher, the Shaykh shouldn't have to pay. And he protected you from potentially taking money that's not yours. So he protected you twice. Because he said to be machmer because he's not sure how we bask in he was machmer. You potentially didn't eat anything. Trev. Menach. Misafik zela. And he pretended, protected you from eating, uh, from taking money that potentially isn't yours, and therefore he did you twice. Good. All right, we'll stop here. So how did you like the experience